0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today.
1: Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Doing well. I'm right. doing well. Right. And uh, we're going to be
0: talking of politics. I understand there's a, sort of some political activity a little bit. up in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's holding a rally. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, you know, I've been the one thing about that case, I've been wondering... Uh, whether that brag might be a plant for Trump, because it's he sure's up good fun, Honest money, mm-hmm. and honest money took a bleep upward uh, and demanded a little bit more respect today uh, by jumping up over $2,000. That was a big hurdle. It's been bouncing around there for a long time. It was up $40, so that's, that's significant and uh, somebody said, what happened today, what did it? Well, uh, y- you know, there, there was uh, a statement by JP Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon, and they said that was it, but that, that, that maybe the match that lights it, but it's up because in, in the, the real reason is, those are, I, th- I see the difference between excuses and reason. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the excuse is that Jimmy Dimon said, you know, th- uh, th- this is a serious crisis, but the reason is, We have too much debt and we print too much money and we've inflated the currency. And it's the market shouting out loud, you're not going to get away with it much longer. And this is, ai think, in the markets, this is going to be a big deal. Uh, But who knows? It's one of the most important things the government controls is the price of gold. Because I think if, let's say it fails this time and gold goes up $400 tomorrow, Mm -hmm. it's not going to do that. But it could, and if it did, that would be the final blow of it. But the stability, I think the, that is, this is one of the prices that they're most interested in rigging because I think it's symbolic of of the true health of the dollar. They talk about the dollar and all these things, but they don't usually worry about the price of gold. But they can't change history. Anyway, I'll bet in the next few days, we will continue to hear a lot about gold. But before we do that, we have to talk about the most important stuff around and the most disgusting part in time. There's a few things there that can cheer us on because no matter how bad the judicial system is, it uh, doesn't always uh, soak in and everybody joins in with the wickedness of the judicial system. It it may wake some people up and say, hey, there's something wrong with what's going on. And I'm sort of in that category. When you look at this thing and uh, and how, <coughs> how they've been able to F- file these charges against Trump, and mm. <laughs> on and on. And uh, I think it's a sign that the judicial system really doesn't exist. And uh, it fits my scenario that uh, the the technical uh, coup has already happened. We don't have a republic, we don't have a judicial system. <clears throat> and uh, the deep state runs things and uh, people are starting to sort it out. And I think COVID has helped wake up some people to this. And I think this is a big deal today as far as for long-term sentiments, uh, you know, just what happens. You, you know, let's say like this afternoon, uh, There's some violence. But the big thing is my first reaction would be uh, it's a it's a it's it's a sabotage It's set up. It was done by the enemy. And we found out that January 6th was essentially motivated and pushed to a large degree. I mean, yes, there were demonstrators, but, uh, you know, the the the. The uh, the uh, announcements and what what the uh, FBI did was really the cause of it becoming. But then again, it was the judicial system. Trump was involved. It was all his fault. So this is what's happening. So I think today's uh, an important day for our country, and uh, who knows what'll happen.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Apparently, it's going to happen around one o'clock our time, so two p.m. New York time. Put up that first clip because this is from. Uh, this is Politico's take on it, and that's a pretty good take, I think. <clears throat> it's history in the making. Public and press await Trump's arrangement <clears throat> arraignment in New York. And it really looks like a three-ring circus, Dr. Paul, between the media, uh, the general public, lawyers, <laughs> Politico's. Um, he's the first current or former president to ever be indicted, uh, so it is a first. But then again, he's the first president to be impeached twice <laughs> as well. So I think the big question is... As you sort of alluded to earlier, um, this latest uh, attempt to take Trump down, will it hurt him or will it make him stronger? I think that's a big question that's not answered.
0: I predict it's going to make him stronger, but I don't know when. (laughs) Maybe not this afternoon or next week or even in the election. Who knows? But I think when we're seeking our truth, I mean, I think, you know, when it comes to the judicial system and, and uh, it, it, certainly it, what's not perfect on the Republican side, but... The other side, the prosecutors are so outrageous, yeah. I mean, that setting this record. And I think the, the election, I, I just thought that, uh, you know, this idea that uh, it was an insurrection, ready to take over the country, that sort of thing was crazy, a bunch yeah. of nonsense. And yet uh, I I saw it. Why, why didn't they just say all we're asking for is to count the votes. Yeah. You're supposed to let us count the votes, but no. What about how they hid the information on January 6th? That has to be so viciously bad. So uh, it has to be very obvious. But the judges, uh, you know, are sort of engulfed in the uh, uh, in in the coup. They participate in it. They're buddies with everybody. They've gone all to the same universities, and they're not—they're not quite interested in and in in putting high priority seeking the truth. And that, to me, is where the big problem is. That uh, that pe- people people think that's a wasted time, and they literally get to the point of really bad people in Washington. Uh, they were annoyed by and ridiculed people who say this is well. Aren't you going to pay attention? I, I think that we should uh, pay attention to, uh, uh, you know, declare a war if you want to have a war. Yeah. Remember the reaction I got from that? This is it. This uh-huh. is it. They, they didn't want to hear any of it. So seeking truth is not on high in their order. And uh, th- this, is, this is why this is important. And uh, this, I, I think what we're witnessing today is politics at its worst.
1: Yeah, it is. And, we know, we've talked about Jonathan <coughs> Turley's take on it. And Jonathan Turley is no partisan. He 's no supporter of President Trump, but he said this is just this is just bad this is just bad behavior by the judicial branch of government you know they, mm-hmm. uh, they take a supposed payout of hush money to this woman and they turn it into a, a federal because the statute of limitations runs out on what it really was, which is a misdemeanor if he even did it, and they turn it into a felony case to try to get him you know disqualified or at least harmed and you know there, there are plenty of there are plenty of uh, pieces of evidence of how biased, not necessarily just Bragg, the DA, but the assistant DAs around him at the time when they were first trying to prosecute this thing, and it just didn't take off. And, you know, the, one of the assistant DAs, she actually came out and wrote a book about what a monster Trump is and how much she hates him. <laughs> you know, so the idea that this is some sort of blind justice. But I think the real question that you and I have been asking for so long is why so much hysteria about trump you know we you've had a lot of problems he was not the maverick that he was claimed to be when it came down to it yeah he didn't start any new wars and that was great but he did a lot of bombing he hired a lot of really dumb people he hurt the economy he locked us down for COVID. he wasted a bunch of money getting a shot that's pretty worthless so at the end of the day, the balance sheet is not like this much in his favor. Yeah. It's kind of like so. Why are they so freaked out about Donald Trump? David Stockman made a summary of the
0: economic positions yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were very explicit, and I didn't have uh, I didn't have much disagreement with what David was yeah. writing.
1: Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you, you know uh,
0: maybe maybe what has happened and why they ended up st- all turning against him the more they investigate him and the more they looked at it and the truth was coming out it was 34 felonies he created with this misdemeanor. Okay, so that is that is that is one thing. But it's uh, it's the whole idea. This is uh, they are terror terrified uh, of Trump, and, it's, and we just pointed out that Trump has his uh, has his problems, yeah. and he has his his economic positions and foreign policy position. We we have to uh, you know pick at that from a libertarian viewpoint, but uh, he. He, he, uh, he has, uh, you know, you know d- done this, but I think they're scared to death uh, of him. And s- in some ways, I think it's related to how the country, Republicans and Democrats, finally turned against Kennedy. Had, at least the deep state turned against Kennedy because he, he, uh, he, his instincts were that he was not for the war. But he was still engulfed in it. He yeah. was in the middle of what what was dumped on him by the Eisenhower administration, both in Cuba and Vietnam. Yeah. There, there were two hot spots, and he, uh, you know, and then they decided he has to go. This is on on Trump. They're just. I think it's more terror that they're more terrified than anything else that he's going to. Blurt out the truth, you know, and and actually, you know, uh, tell them what's really happening. And that's uh, that's enough uh, to galvanize. And then there's the power struggles. The one thing it doesn't. One thing is it hasn't boiled down to, uh, you know, it's a debate, a detailed debate to bring out the importance of our Constitution and how we should solve our problems by looking at the law of the land. That that's doesn't enter the discussion at all.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, they, they think this is going to be a slam dunk, but I think that even, and we can actually put up this next clip because um, I think, Dr. Paul, and this is from Politico, we both read this this morning, even, even some Democrats who are a little bit more self-reflective are saying that this is, may not be the slam dunk they're hoping for. And here's the headline of this story. We've seen this story before. Dems grow anxious of a Trump 16 redux and let's put this next one on because this is a quote from Representative Ro Khanna he says last time people were rooting for Donald Trump he ended up as president of the United States we've seen this story before and when he says people he's referring to Democrats because they were thinking And this is the article is all about Democrats some of them really wanted Trump to be the nominee because they viewed him as so outrageous so over-the-top that it would be an easy slam dunk for Hillary. Well, they all got a big wake-up call, and I think this uh, article really well captures a little bit of nervousness now with all the persecution of Trump.
0: You know, (laughs) it's possible that this is an opportunity, that uh, things are going to change and Trump's going to pull this off because the Democrats were over the top and people wake up. And of course, we just mentioned that Trump was not perfect on non-intervention overseas or non-intervention here at home. So I think I think m- my goal would be, if there's any little thing I could do here or there to emphasize, let's say Trump does pull it off, mm-hmm. and uh, but it would be nice if we could get... Um, the McGregors, Colonel yeah. McGregor, and other people like that. And maybe put David Stockman back in there to help on on, <laughs> uh, on economic policy. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and yeah. uh, putting the pressure on him. Because at that time, th- then something could, you know, that would be the best scenario. Then things could be changed in the direction of, uh, you, you, you know, the, all, all the policy. We wouldn't have to... Uh, we might even have we might even really audit the fed i think trump gave us some lip service to that one time maybe maybe he'd go along with us on this now but i think it would be better for for us to wait and see maybe he'll pull it off and the democrats won't know what happened but then our goal is uh not to demonstrate but just to, to quietly and politely suggest, why don't you get this guy in your yeah. administration? He knows what their policy is all about because you can't demagogue, uh, you know, economic policy because it's all, you know, uh, welfare and warfare and that kind of stuff. That, it doesn't work. It has to be philosophic and it has to be defending it by reason and, and, and positions that make sense.
1: Yeah, and we're never going to get what we want in a president. This is not going to happen because we had a couple chances and the people chose wrong. But, you know, it it reminds me of our our friend, the late great Bob Wenzel, you know, and his whole philosophy was, (coughs) does this particular action move us toward liberty or away from liberty? And that's how he always viewed everything that's not perfect. But if it moves us a little bit this way, then that would be better. And I would say overall, if it's a Trump-Biden lineup, probably trump would do things that would lead us more toward liberty than biden would the only other candidate i can see out there and i'm certainly not an expert but uh there's you know people testing the water like rfk jr uh who would definitely move us toward liberty on the democrat side um where he decided to throw his hat in the ring especially when it comes to civil liberties
0: yeah with civil liberties and uh you you know the foreign policy too so that that would be very beneficial and uh I don't. I. I don't foresee that coming, but mm-hmm. it, who, who knows? You know that it's a. It's a shame that we have to deal with this because I think, I think the republic is in deep trouble, yeah. and and they're, they're and they're not dealing with the real issue. It, does anybody you know care about a higher law? Something that was influential in our constitution, something that's been around for thousands of years, and just knowing you know seeking the truth now it's the rejection and hiding the truth yeah. and uh i'm uh, sure a lot of people agree with the uh, process that happens that that truth becomes treasonous in an empire of lies the emperors have to lie yeah. and uh just like i was saying about the uh, you know the um Federal Reserve, they have to lie through their teeth (laughs) to say, oh, everything is all right. And 2008 was bad. It's nothing like 2008. Trust us. (laughs) Wait
1: "Wait and see. We we don't know yet. (laughs) Well, I wanted to do a couple of quick quotes from this article before we move on, because just to show what we're talking about, about the nervousness. And actually, go ahead, uh, pass this one to the next one. We'll skip this one for now. And he says, um, so this is Democrat strategist Mike Longabaugh, and he says, I'd say in a general election, Trump may be the weakest of the major GOP contenders, and he likely will take on more water over time as several other legal cases play out. So he's going with the old 2016 line that Trump is a weak, weak candidate. Let's do the next one because this is Joe Chiazzo, Democratic strategist and Clinton campaign alum. He agreed. It's tough to tell where the people will be by fall of 2024, but getting indicted has never served a candidate well, he said. So that old thinking is still there. But um, here's Rick Wilson uh, from the Lincoln Project. And these guys are virulently anti-Trump. They are over the top. And they're kind of weird, but that's different. So Rick Wilson, the anti-Trump strategist who co-founded the Lincoln Project, listed all the ways 2024 is shaping up to be like 2016. <clears throat> the media covering Trump wall-to-wall despite promises not to, Trump's GOP opponents planning scripted zingers about him that don't land. We remember that. And Democrats feeling suspiciously confident that Trump will sink himself. Well, we just saw two quotes saying that exact same thing. So here's Rick, and he's saying, quote, A lot of Democrats in 2016 were like, oh, yeah, Hillary will light the floor with Trump. And I warned them at the time, don't you bite that apple. I feel like we're in a very, very twisted time loop. Where God is punishing us for our sins, He know about that better than many people. But it's interesting. He's
0: thinking way back to the apple, isn't yeah, he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, if this as you describe that and show the different opinions, it's really, and this is probably true uh, overall throughout history. Who's telling the truth? Yeah. Because there are always two sides. There's not the the perfect uh, liar and the perfect truth teller. There's a there's a mixture. But in a way, uh, there is a sorting out, and I I've uh, my experience in politics was, it seemed like you could reach young people, uh, young people, you know, teenagers and college kids, even college kids, even if being, when they're being exposed to the other side, uh, that they, they would be open to hearing a different story. But, but right now, uh, I think there's a lot of confusion on, well, wouldn't they be confused on economic policy? What what about the patriotism of supporting the troops overseas? You know, well, are you just going to leave those people in Afghanistan and let them (laughs) <laughs> try to get out on our own or, or what yeah. you know it uh <clears throat> but i think it's still an intellectual battle reason is important uh, persuading people in a moral tone about why you should have a rule of law and the constitution is worth uh looking at. <laughs> you know they're not about to say you know it's it's like the old days we'll look at it article one section Oh, it's not there? We can't do it. We're not allowed to do it. Well, boy, wouldn't that hamstring them?
1: (laughs) Well, that's old-fashioned thinking. Yeah. It's anachronistic. (laughs) That was the word our friend used about it. But obviously, this is the biggest story of the day, and we're going to keep following it and talking about it as well, most of America. There are a couple of other things we have on our radar screen today. In the next minute, if you can put it up, this was something that came out that was fascinating because it tells you that the narrative is starting to shift a little bit. And this is from Zero Hedge, antiwar.com had a write-up as well. Um, Don't talk about Nord Stream. The Washington Post report further demolishes the official narrative. So the Washington Post, of all places, had a piece about how the Europeans are feeling a little bit nervous about the so-called official cover story that Seymour Hersh claims the the CIA put out there to get some heat off of uh, Biden for, for blowing up the pipelines. Um, they're starting to second guess this. And if we can put the next one on, this is from the Washington Post article about this. If you can put that on, don't talk about Nord Stream. For all the intrigue around who bombed the pipeline, some Western officials are not so eager to find out. At gatherings of European and NATO policymakers, officials have settled into a rhythm said one senior European diplomat, don't talk about Nord Stream. And leaders see little benefit from digging too deeply and finding an uncomfortable answer, the diplomat said, echoing sentiments of several peers in other countries who said they'd rather not have to deal with the possibility that Ukraine or allies were involved.
0: Isn't it a shame that what we're searching for when we're looking for good journalism, we can come up you know, and, and there's probably more than we've met. I mean, but we come up with six or eight or ten that that identify themselves as seeking out the truth from you know uh, on a freedom philosophy and a constitutional philosophy, and uh, but but you get, you get people like uh, Jonathan uh, Turley. Mm-hmm. How about Seymour Hirsch? Yeah, his reputation. And there were a few, and and some of them uh, passed away not too long ago that were very very good. So they're not out there, and they're not numerous. But to get Seymour Hearst once again vindicated would be another thing that would go a long way because he doesn't. He doesn't back down no yeah. matter what he gets hit with and they have a hard time truth is hard to they they can do it but uh, so far they haven't canceled him in the sense that he's not allowed to speak out you, you, you know you know right now <laughs> they're they're talking about not allowing Trump to speak out you know that's that is the height of anything yeah we're gonna we're gonna take care of him uh, yeah he can't speak out and, and some people when they do that under end up going to jail for speaking out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you make a good point, actually, when you say that, because they haven't been able to cancel Seymour Hersh. And one of the reasons they haven't, which is a little bit of good news, I tend to be more pessimistic than you, but because of things like Substack. Now, he doesn't care. He, he has a million subscribers to Substack. You know, so he, there are places now like Rumble, Substack, and others that are being able to go around this. So that is, that is a bit of good news about that. But, you know, I I read an article, and I'm forgetting now where it's from. I'm sure someone else knows and has read it. But it was one of these, well, I've known Cy Hirsch for decades, and he was one of the greatest journalists of all time, broke so many great stories. But I'm sad to say he's getting old, and he's lost his edge. You know, it was one of these (laughs) kinds of tones. You mean, this this guy is in his mid-80s, and he's running circles around, you know, 25-year-old, 30-year-old journalists. So, come on. That's of all things, you know. Well, well, I think...
0: Uh, when the truth is spoken, uh, wh- when it's there, uh, people know it. Yeah. There, there's something. Some of the you don't have to go to court to prove it. <laughs> right now, the courts seem to be dispelling truth, make sure that they can put it out their own way and you then you have to go and sort I mean, this or a government agent explaining uh, Nord Stream. Um, but, you know, I think there's a healthy attitude, skepticism, and when when you think about how the Kennedy Commission, you know, had everybody in the palm of their hands for a good many years and finally 80% of the people, why well, we don't believe that yeah, stuff. Yeah. A lot of people now don't even remember it or think it's important, but they... they uh, the, the, they do change their minds because I think I think there's something about truth. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't keep doing this if I thought it was easy to cancel truth forever. Yeah. And no, it's a battle that goes on, and just just because uh, they're an upper hand, upper hand because they're more willing to be ruthless, use money and power and all kinds of intimidations and people losing jobs, it is pretty tough. But even a, with all of that, I think the truth. To win out in the
1: end. Yeah, let's hope. That's why we, that's why we get up every morning. Yeah, our right. Well, I want to finish this topic out with just a couple of things. And first, this is the boat that the uh, CIA claims was that, that fearsome warship that went and blew up the Nord Stream <laughs> yeah. pipelines um, with a couple of people on board. So we'll see. No wonder the narrative is starting to leak a little bit, probably like that boat. Um, let's do one more quote from the, uh, from the Hedge article. And this is about the uh, the nervousness going on. The incentives not to talk as well as self-willed ignorance. This is from the WAPO piece. Since no country has yet ruled out from having carried on the attack, officials say they are loath to share suspicions that could accidentally trigger a friendly government that might have had a hand in bombing Nord Stream. In the absence of concrete clues, an awkward silence has prevailed. And this is in diplomatic circles. Quote. It's like a corpse at a family gathering, the European diplomat said, reaching for a grim analogy. Everyone can see there's a body lying there, but everyone pretends things are normal. It's better not to know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, it, it's hard to predict exactly what they'll do. Now, if you wanted to say, oh, we, we think it's, uh, it's this case, this charge against Russia is so bizarre that it, no judge could have refused to dismiss this yeah, thing yeah. and nobody would challenge it because essentially it's been dismissed by you know many of the judges already when it was brought up as a misdemeanor yeah. and, and so it, it that, that that could happen let's say they do this and present the case and this is dismissed can you imagine the hysteria of the people say ah truth one. What are we going to do? Uh-huh. And we have to silence Trump. No. And they'll, they'll go. Well, we, we impeached him once. We can impeach him again. And again. And again. And then they'll say, Yeah, but this is only the beginning. They picked the weakest cases against him. Uh, and uh, so we're going to we're going to keep keep doing this until we get them. And uh, but just don't let it get to the people because they're liable to vote for this guy. (laughs) So, well, we don't know what's going to happen, but we'll wait and see and and do our best to follow it and uh, keep you up to date on this. And I think that, uh, you know, staying up to date right now on financial affairs uh, is important too. But I don't think the thing going on with Trump has affected the markets. I think that's more, you know, the economic policy, yes, the uh, judicial system is collapsing, but so is the monetary system collapsing, and uh, that's, and, and that's a big deal. And, you know, the whole thing about debt and all this malinvestment and it's a worldwide event and at the loss of the, uh, y- y- you know, the uh, reserve currency of the world. Those, those are big deals. And they're yeah. going to happen. It may eventually affect directly. But I don't think that's what's going to be in the debate today. Yeah. And uh, do you care? to You were finished then?
1: No, I just don't want to end without uh, thanking the sponsor of our program uh, this month of April. And that is ForPatriots.com. This month they want to talk about generators. We've got a power grid (coughs) that is on the verge of collapse. They're talking about four months being out of power if something happens. Well the great people at 4patriots.com have a fantastic solution. A power generator that is run by solar. The amazing thing about this is you don't install it in your house. You don't call an electrician and have it wired into your house. You literally take it with you. If you get into trouble you take your solar with you, you can run your fridge, microwave, your medical devices, keep your phones charged, keep in touch with people, keep your TV on to find out what's going on. So it's very, very important to have, as we know down here in Texas, power generation. You can type in Ron to get 10% off your first order at 4patriots.com. Uh, they have a famous guarantee you're going to like it or you're not going to, you're going to send it back. Free shipping on all orders, $97 above. So go to 4patriots.com i will put a link in the description Enter in ron to get your discount on a terrific generator
0: very good and i too want to thank our viewers for tuning in today uh, our program if it's measured by the number of people who have been tuning in we're doing okay but we need to do a lot better because i keep thinking yeah the numbers are pretty good but what if everybody out there each one of them you know would find one more dedicated individual say we want the truth and we want to make sure that uh, we have people in government and the judicial system that actually have beliefs that coincide with a society that recognize the value of a higher law. I Want to thank everybody once again for tuning in today. Please come back soon.